Well, we have a weekly podcast and we need cash now. Go to patreon.com slash Bamfcast. Patreon.com slash Bamfcast. This week, the Bamfcast is dedicated to the veteran who traded his place on the front line for a place on the unemployment line. Peace is hell. One silver star. We're in. All right, welcome to the Bamcast. Hey, Bamcast. Episode 496. Boy, that's a number. Yep. Boy, howdy it is. Cranking along. Keeps climbing on up. Uh, I'm Harlow. I'm Mackie. I'm BJ. I'm Chuck. And what we do each and every episode of this year Bamcast is we go and we watch ourselves a quote-unquote bad movie. And we come in here and talk about it for the first half. Then they get ratings. Good, bad movies, yeah. enjoyable, bad movies. They get one of five jocks and robot jocks. Robot jocks. Robot jocks. Robot jocks. It's good. Oh. <laughs> it's great. However, <laughs> there are bad, bad movies. It's a stay away. They get a negative sliding scale, one to five bags and giant bags of trash. Yeah. Not great. Boo to those. We don't like bad, those fact. movies. No. No. Hey, guess what month it is? It's Black Exploitation History Month. <laughs> History Month. <laughs> you are right. It is. It's the best month of the year. The most wonderful time of the year. Mm-hmm. On paper, say. it is the best month. Yeah. So, for week two of this, we did 1975's Mean Johnny Barrows. Right. Uh, we did. S- directed and starring Fred Williamson, Bamfcast alum. Uh-huh. Uh, f- boy, is he. For some things. Decorated uh, Bamfcast alum. You know, alum. that man, Bolt. Highly decorated. Uh, Hammer. Hammer. That man, Bolt. Black Eye. Three the Hard Way. Bucktown. 1990 The Bronx Warriors. And Original Gangsters. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Um, do we want to go ahead and get the other alums out yeah. of the way? Sure. Yeah. Also, had well. Ronnie McDowell mm-hmm. from Class of 1984, GoBots, Battle of the Rock Lords, Shockma, and from Extra, The Poseidon Adventure, and Scavenger Hunt. Yeah. He also had Stuart Whitman, famous for Omega Cup. <laughs> Omega Cup. Yeah. Uh, Omega Cup. And R.G. Armstrong of White Line Fever, The Car. Lone Wolf McQuaid and Bulletproof. Yeah. 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 Bulletproof. Yeah, we like Bulletproof. We did. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> Where the term butthorn entered the common lexicon. <laughs> yes, exactly. Yeah. Yeah. I call people butthorns all the time in real life now, and I don't know if people are just used to my shit or... <laughs> Or we, they we don't are. care. We or are. they're yeah. just I mean, actual butthorns. I mean, other people. <laughs> oh, oh, you know, we're very used to your shit. I know you guys are, yeah. but yeah. I don't know if, if like people at work and other friends are just like, oh, it's just him. It's just says weird shit so, sometimes. Or I, this is actually our second recording in the new studio, but the first live stream See, version uh-huh, of it. Right. Um, I declared when we were moving, I was like, you know. When we move, no more plot summaries. And then you were like, what? No, of course you still must read plot summaries. And I'm happy to because of one that is provided on IMDb. Oh, this now week. you want to do yeah. plot summaries. This, now this, you can't. This one's joy- joyously terrible. Okay, and, uh, I like it. Okay. A GI is unjustly thrown out of the service and winds up being a gas station attendant. A gangster wants to hire him as a hitman. He agrees with disastrous results. <laughs> See, now you're fine. I think you're finally just seeing what we see in the plot oh, summary. Okay. Mm-hmm. He yeah. agrees. <laughs> he agrees. Yeah, the, the letterboxed one's pretty good, too. Is it? A Vietnam veteran gets caught in a mob war with a couple of double crossers. That's succinct. Mm-hmm. I like it. Also, a spoiler. <laughs> <laughs> 
Now I'm looking for double it's the, crossers. It's the mafia. It's a crime drama. There's going to be double crossers. It's the flower mafia. <laughs> it's the flower and mm-hmm. drug mafia. It's true. There yeah. were some drugs. Yeah. yeah, when we are saying flower as in the, the plant life, not the uh, baking product. Right. Correct. Yes. This is not yes. Papio Daniels yeah. Mafia Hour. <laughs> That'd be pretty good, though. I'd watch that. Yeah. I ain't got no goddamn constituency. <laughs> Uh, or a consigliere. <laughs> um, yeah. yeah. If I was smarter, that's the joke I didn't make. Sure. Mm. Uh, yeah. So this movie begins, uh, as that summary uh, says, Fred Williamson is in the army. We were told that he he was in Vietnam, but it appears he's just like doing a training exercise about how to avoid landmines. Yes. Uh, and then in California. steps on a landmine. <laughs> He does, yeah. Uh, uh, he is led intentionally onto a landmine. Yes. I well, believe, he, I mean, by a he, racist other soldier. I mean, he's got no. This is captain. Yeah, Cap- captain, captain, other right? soldier. He's sure. he's a racist captain. He is a yeah. captain. Yes, um, but there is this motley crew of you know recruits or whatever they are, and and he's like worst of the worst. <laughs> yeah, I'm just saying they're they're super schlubby. They're just people they found in California in 1975. Mm-hmm. Um, mm-hmm. And and, <laughs> and so, as happens. <laughs> Like he's like, well, this there's a dummy mine, minefield here, and I'm going to show you how to, you know, watch out for it. And then takes two steps while he's like starting his patent speech, uh-huh. and then click, and then out from the bushes comes racist captain and his racist flunky, and they're basically like, hey, eh, stepped on a landmine, huh? That's a real one. Yeah, yeah. you better be careful. You know, all you got to do is put the safety pin back in, huh? Uh-huh. So he takes his name tag off. And then clears away. He does all this stuff. He clears away the landmine and puts the pin back in and then has all the recruits bring their flak jackets, pilot all around the landmine, Mm -hmm. then takes his foot off and and makes a combat roll, which is good because this pin didn't do shit. I'm guessing maybe it's the movie doesn't explain it, but I assume the actual safety pin of a landmine would be a lot stronger than the little pin from his lapel. More than likely. But so I'm guessing that the pin was just like, nah, not strong enough for this snap. And that's why the mine took time to blow up. Yeah. Uh huh. That so, mere moment. So yeah, he just uh, you know, he rolls out of the way, and then they're just he basically walks over and decks the racist captain, and then we just get voiceover as it is like, "Fuck this, we don't need to watch this," and drifts off into him traveling back home about, "I'm gonna, you're out of the service, and ah, I'm gonna have you court martialed." Ah. Exactly. Yeah. And then mm-hmm. he's just on a bus. He's been court martialed. Like we, you know, just skip <laughs> skip to the end. Like he's homeless now. <laughs> like he's going back to his hometown, which I guess is L.A. Yeah, there's somewhere. Yeah, I yeah. mean, it never specifically shows you any L.A. like things to go. This uh, is L.A. 100 percent, but it, it does look yeah, like the Hollywood no, Hills and all that. No, stuff. there aren't any like known landmarks, but one there is a like the Los Angeles wagon farmers market or something. <laughs> yeah. And the street signs are all blue. Yeah. So. And you see Vine of Hollywood and Vine fame. If that did. Was there Vine? Yeah, there was some Vine. Uh, but yeah, it's it's Southern California. It's it's the place that's not New York. Like if you're filming a movie that's not New York, right. it's here. Back mm-hmm. when you could still rent Los Angeles, right? Get film permits in Los Angeles. Yes, I guess before Vancouver had to become Los right. Angeles. Uh, yeah. yeah, but he's back. Yeah, and, and uh, has no plan. He's just gets off a bus. Yeah, he gets off a bus and then he's is mugged. Imme- immediately mugged. Yeah. Like two guys just jump. Well, in I and- wouldn't call it immediately. There's a lot of walking. Okay, he walks for a couple minutes and then just like <laughs> these guys are just kind of following him like I don't know why they target him cuz mm-hmm. he's not he's not dressed fancy. He's got a denim suit. Yeah. And mm-hmm. it's it's weird cuz it's like I don't know if it's 
it looks like it would be something you would wear today except for the jacket part but his jeans are like i don't know if it's just naturally bleach stained like into a design pattern Mm -hmm. but it looks like something you would like distressed jeans you would pay extra money for these days yes um but you know matching jacket that's not all messed up but these guys are just like this guy and obviously he's got something mug him i mean do they mug him or they they just beat the shit out of him do they take take his wallet they take his they take they take uh i think he had a duffel bag something okay no, he was walking without a bag. Yeah. He, he just okay. he just had the clothes on his back and the money in his pocket, yeah. and mm-hmm. they took the money in his pocket. They did, yeah. But uh, then the cops see him just like trying to get up from this scuffle, and are just me like, oh, another drunk, get him, get him. And then they take him to jail, and they're just like, talk drunk. And they're and like, oh, remains, you've got a silver silent. star in your pocket. Who'd you steal it from? Yeah, talk. Racist, racist, racist. And then like they're gonna beat him, and then the captain comes over, and is like, hey, stop it. Get out now, of here. I mean, okay, so these guys are not doing themselves any favors by being horribly racist, as, you know, cops are want to do in the 1970s and now. And, um, <laughs> but, like, so yeah, I, right? I don't understand. I don't know. Just something, got something caught in my yeah, throat. Yeah, yeah, it was like history that should be gone. Um, <sighs> but, uh, <laughs> It, uh, they're like he his silence. I don't understand his silence. His silence doesn't do any favors. Like he could have he could have had all headed all this up in the past just by saying I just got jumped. I'm not drunk. Like this is now like, no for great. him. This is we we come to find out this is like the third strike because the the police captain comes in and sends those guys away and he's like Johnny Barrows. I remember you. You played ball and we all loved you. And then you slept with a co-ed and you screwed it all up. Yeah. So he's. He he's a hometown football hero who got kicked out of school for something with a co-ed. They like, never, hey, he's like, Johnny Football. Like made it all the way to like college level. Yeah, like, see, you know. two years of college, got yeah. booted out of there for a co-ed scandal. Mm-hmm. Goes to Vietnam, gets dishonorably discharged, and then well, comes back. And the second he gets off the bus, is mugged. So he's probably like, yes. "Fuck everything," and then immediately arrested by the cops. Yeah, sure, for that. I, he just I, goes I, into I, Rambo mode. Of again, just like, I'm not I'm not saying it's the, the onus is on the victim, but I'm saying sure. It's weird because okay, I could see like he's kind of like, well, fuck this shit. I just got jumped, and maybe you know, is is probably also has a concussion. Well, yeah, I was gonna say he gets up like rather wobbly. He Mm -hmm. dramatically takes his time getting up, and you know, so I could see maybe not being completely clear headed then. But you'd think by the time they got him to the police station, he might be like, yeah, okay, that's my silver star. I'm a war hero. Like, fuck off. I got jumped. Maybe he just knows that like. These are racist 70s cops. Sure. And it's not going to matter. It doesn't matter what he says. Uh, right. But he does have discharge papers. So, yeah, it, it's a whole strange whatever. thing. I mean, I understand that, like, there's a sense of pride. But, like, this this kind of begins almost the same way First Blood begins, mm-hmm. you know, mm-hmm. several years later, where it's just like that anti-soldier sentimentality or whatever. I don't I don't get it. Like, why or sentiment, not sentimentality. Um, but. Like, I don't understand that whole thing. Like, I understand, like, there were anti-war people, but by and large, I don't think the American people are like, fuck you, war people. You well, know, like, I mean, there were some Vietnam, returning Vietnam veterans getting spit on and the like, so. Sure, I'm saying that that was the, I I would like to think that's the fringe element anti-war. It's like, you know, again, like, not the soldier's fault, like, maybe blame the government yeah. that sent them there. But, like, it's just, just like Rambo could have saved himself some trouble just by saying, I'm just passing through, you know, like he could have just been like, I just got jumped. I'm not drunk. Like, that's all. Mm-hmm, right. You know, and stopped all this. But yeah. But his hype man lets him out anyway. But, but the, yeah, the police captain or whatever comes out is like, hey, I know you. It's like, anyway, you're free to go. Like, right. Fuck off, guys. So he's just wandering around aimlessly looking for a job. Mm-hmm. It starts by finding a, a want ads paper in the well, trash. No, oh, no, no. He wanders into the back of an Italian restaurant. Oh, right. Yeah. And the yeah, chef just, just picks up a knife and is just like, get out. And he's just like, man, come on, hungry. 
And then a lady walks in like, hey. And then her man walks in, who is Stuart Whitman. And he's just like, Johnny Barrows, I played against you in college. We played, I played state. And you he's like, ran over us like a truck. And he's like, yeah. And he's like, have, have a plate of food. Spaghetti. <laughs> yeah. Have so a spaghetti he's gone, with a one meatball. He's gone two places since he got back home. Both places someone has been like, hey, you, I know you. Mm-hmm. Johnny Football. And he immediately is just like, so uh, I heard you did some things. So you want to come and be part of this mafia shit? Mm-hmm. And Johnny's like, nope, I do not. Yeah. <laughs> it's just a little strange to like have two people who know his whole back. Like, not just know his from football. Like, think about it. Think about your average. Like, even if you're a fan of a college and that person were to like something happened, like I got kicked out of the college. Do you then follow their war career? <laughs> like, I mean, two people in a row that know the whole story. Like, it, it's a little strange. Listen, maybe there was like a Netflix series about him that they yeah, all there pinched. was a thirty on you know uh, thirty. Like and these 30. guys, twenty years later, they're gonna be like Aaron Hernandez. <laughs> hey, buddy, nobody about some stuff you did. Uh, nobody's maybe gonna you come be saying for us, huh? Yeah, I nobody's gonna be saying anything to it. Aaron Hernandez. Yeah. Right. <laughs> There, um, there might but, have just been like a sports reporter who was yeah. just yeah, like had a major if, like, hard on for Johnny Barrows who was following everything. Well, he like did. if Herschel Walker got kicked out of college and then joined the army and did a bunch of cool sure. or a bunch of good army shit, you would be like Herschel guess, Walker did something guess, today. You know, the NBC Nightly News Herschel Walker today <laughs> was awarded a silver star for his actions in Afghanistan. It's amazing. Tom broke off. <laughs> Thank you. <laughs> Timely too. <laughs> that's that's the only news. We know our target audience, all right? <laughs> right. That was the like, last time any of us watched the... NBC Nightly News you guys was like, when Tom Brokaw was yeah. there. Ooh, can you do Edward R. Murrow next? <laughs> <laughs> no, I cannot. Um, I was going to say good luck. Um, yeah. It's anyway. only people who know that SNL sketch. Right. Mm. Anyway, he leaves. Yeah. He's just like, no, I, I want yeah. no part Yeah, because the guy initially is just like, would you want a job in the restaurant? He's like, uh, no, not really. I no. think I'll find my own way. And he's yeah. like, I got other things you could do. He's like, yeah. definitely no. no. As, as as a letterbox review pointed out, the working title of this film was changed from, I don't know, Mario. I'll think about it. <laughs> <laughs> You're going to hear that a lot. Yeah. Because that guy's name is Mario. Yeah. Yeah. But this just begins begins the 30 minute wandering around town montage mm-hmm. set to the best longest Stargrove ever. Oh, man. It's it <laughs> yeah. is seriously like it was making me rethink the Stargrove <laughs> title. Right. Because, yeah. I'm not sure that it's 20 minutes long. It feels like it's 20 minutes long, but it is at least no lie, no exaggeration. 10 minutes of him walking around various places where he could. I try to get a job I, and somebody montage. singing about a silver star hero. What mm-hmm. the montage is maybe five minutes long. Yeah. The act of him looking for a job is at least 20 minutes mm-hmm. at least because, yeah. because the montage itself. Okay. So it, act it, two is him looking for a job. Yeah. The, the weird thing about the montage is that, okay, if you're going to use like cross dissolves and things like that, that's one thing. This movie like starts to cross dissolve and then forgets the slider halfway. Yeah. And just so like, there's a whole bunch of shots that are like, Shots on top of shots. I actually really like this. It's okay. I think I mean, it's a unique design choice, and I appreciate it. I, I just feel like it. I, I appreciate what they were trying to do. I just think you need to compose the shots better if you're going to do this. Because there's, there's too many times where it's like he's still walking off in the background and reappearing on the side of the screen going somewhere else. And it's just like the symmetry is off on these shots if yeah. you're going to do this like long cross dissolve thing. But anyway, it just 
it, we can't under, this, we it, can't understate the star graviness of of them right. narrating like he had a silver star and now Johnny's coming back home with unemployed and now he's can't looking buy for a, job. a meal yeah. with a silver star. Yeah, was this his directorial debut? It was. Yeah. Well, okay, good well, for him for going for it. Sure. Yes. <laughs> <laughs> sure. Yeah. Yeah. Um, like eventually he has to like sleep in a doorway mm-hmm. and then cut to him waking up in a doorway and just realizing he's still homeless and wandering around. Well, it's also like I'm hungry because he yeah. you know had a little spaghetti the night before. Yeah, but that little was a spaghetti. Uh, so he wanders over to where a couple other hobos are hanging out and he notice notices this weird like carrot hamburger in the trash. <laughs> and he's like, I'm so God hungry. Californians. <laughs> I would eat that carrot hamburger. Uh, and then is just trying to make this sly movement like, I hope this wino doesn't see me take his trash carrot hamburger out mm-hmm. of the trash. And then suddenly, Eric, uh, Elliot Gould shows up. Uh-huh. Fancy hobo. The fanciest hobo. Yes. Mm-hmm. Yes. He's colloquially known as the professor. Like, yeah. Uh, that's professor all you... Theodore Rasputin Waterhouse. Mm-hmm. He does introduce that. It says most people just call me the professor anyway. But I mean, he's got a monocle hanging down. Yep. A cane. He has a monocle hanging down and like a pair of glasses uh-huh. as well. Just it's like. he Wait, he's got. No, he's got two pairs of glasses because he had a pair of glasses oh. that he put in a pocket. Okay. And then he has another hanging off an outside pocket. Right. Mm-hmm. And then he's got the monocle and he's also got a long scarf and like a. Uh, like a beret of some sort. Mm-hmm. He's he is dressed. Yep. Yeah. Fully, fully dressed. He but went yeah. into the wardrobe trailer and just pointed at everything. <laughs> yeah. Put it yeah. all on he me. Just spun oh. around until something stuck and <laughs> ran out with it. Just, I mean, he it's just, just it's just a mishmash of things. Yeah. yeah. He just walks in. He's the artful dodger, and it's just <laughs> yeah. Thanks Let me for... teach you how to be a hobo. Right. And then we get uh like two minutes. Two minutes of Elliot Gould showing him how to be a hobo. Yeah. Basically, it's the whole thing is like you haven't been a hobo long. You know, you're not dirty enough. <laughs> Let me show you. Don't eat that carrot, that garbage carrot burger. Let me take you down yeah. to the soup kitchen. You know, you'll get preached at for a few minutes. But I mean, he's just monologuing all this like you're going to get preached at. Just ignore that. And then we'll get the soup. But you can pretend it's like fancy soup. And, <laughs> and then like they just they stop on this random dude who's had a hot dog stand. Yep. Or and no, they not, totally like, not a hot dog stand, but it's like a, a like hot built, dog window. Yeah, window. Like, it you know. might be the hot dog house. It could be, but yeah. he the stops there, and they just they they surround this dude and just start picking out his food. They're like, "Oh, I see you got this," and it's like, "Do you know this guy, or are you just randomly and drinking I, his coke and eating part of his hot dog?" I think it's supposed to be like, "Hey, look at Elliot Gould fast talking this guy, sure. charming him up," and this this guy's like so enamored yes. that he'll let you eat his hot dog. But and then I think also it was not planned <laughs> i think they just accosted this man okay it's entirely possible i mean anything could happen in 1975 yeah, la right. but they they take him <laughs> with them and then like and then it cut to like fred williamson is like walking up to the soup the kitchen, soup kitchen line, line. Yeah. yeah elliot gold and the uh, lollipop man as they call him because he's <laughs> yeah. wearing this weird striped shirt and they, it, they're both gone yeah. and you never see him again nope he, is, he just wandered in and wandered out of the movie that fast yep Yep. Got paid by the word, I think. And then, mm-hmm. uh, yeah, so he's just there. And apparently that took him half an hour. I don't think we mentioned at the Italian restaurant besides uh, Mario. We also met Nancy, yes. who um, is a lady. She's a lady. Uh, <laughs> I believe she's the introduce, whoa, introducing whoa, whoa. lady at the end of the credits. Oh, OK. Well, well I, hello. I don't, I don't know. I didn't really actually look <laughs> well, her up. I, just, I don't know. There's not yeah. A, yeah that there's, was, not, there's not a lot of ladies. That in was introducing Jenny Sherman. There you go. So she's a pretty lady. But like she's she's got nice teeth. <laughs> I mean, she. I, I can't say it any better. She's she's, not, you know, '70s Natalie Dormer, or more to the point, yeah. Marjorie Tyrell. Mm-hmm. Because like the first time we see her, she is like 
wearing a shirt that is being held on by miracles because yeah. like there is nothing <laughs> yeah. connecting the two halves of the shirt. Yep. <laughs> and it's just like, why are you even wearing a shirt? Yeah. Really? <laughs> and then she, so she shows up at the soup kitchen again, now wearing less of a shirt the other way. Cause like now it's like one that's just like a tube top that is like also being held up by miracles. Mm-hmm. And she's just like, Hey, uh, Barrows or Johnny or whatever, like get it the fuck in here. You know? <laughs> yes. Yeah. And she's like, Mario wants to talk to you again. And he's just like, Ugh. mm-hmm. Because I think we've seen maybe amongst his job searching montage, we've also now started to get the mafia plot that there is this family. Um, what are they? What's their names? Raconi? The Da Vinci's. There's the Da Vinci's. Well, the the, the Raconi's are the people that are like talking yeah. to him and like know him from his past and on the, the right. people we've kind of been following. Now we've seen the Da Vinci's, even though it's spelled like Da Vince. Da Vince. Da Vince. Yeah. <laughs> um, of Vince's on fire. <laughs> uh, but like they show up and that's Rodney McDowell is one of the two sons. And then, you know, he's the youngest, stupidest, not in the mafia, but for some reason is in the mafia son. Right. He's just into wearing fancy jackets. Uh huh. <laughs> I did. Well, to the point, like when I first saw him, I didn't even realize it was Rodney McDowell because he was wearing like a crushed velvet purple suit mm-hmm. and i couldn't take my eyes off him until i finally went up and went no oh, that's that's Ronnie mcdowell i yep. was enamored with the suit for a second mm-hmm. um but yeah so there's this brief explanation that there might be animosity because the da vinci's have moved in to mm-hmm. this turf and they're going to be dealing in narcotics which the the raconis are not about we don't get the drug explanation for a while. For a the while. only thing we get about their business is that they run flower shops. And it's like, what the fuck is this mafia about? Yeah. Uh, but yeah, way later, we are yeah. told it's drugs. I'm just saying they've shown up and, and you know, Mario's still like, hey, come work for me. But I believe this is like the first time it's come work for me because I actually have a, a job for you right. for your murdering skills. Yes. You, you used to murder, right? <laughs> come yeah, on. Because he takes him back to old man Raccoonie, and He's basically like, oh, there's a family that has moved in and I don't want him here. Yeah, so what do your murder what, thing. What's your worth? And he's just like, I don't know, $100,000? And he's like, okay, interesting. All right. Yeah. Well, how do you feel about murdering an entire family? Not, you know, you know, well, some family family, but, yeah. you know, that kind of family. He's basically like, well, that was war, you see, and that's different. So, yeah, so anyway, no? thanks, thanks, but no thanks. And they're like, all right, well, yeah, have a good day. Yeah, get the fuck out. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. So the uh, second time he's turned them down, I mm-hmm, believe. Maybe mm-hmm. third. I don't know. But... He uh, so w- before he went and talked to the old man, uh, he went and got a job at a gas station. No, the gas station, I think, was after because I think he was still homeless. He was he, he walked out with his pride. No, they, yes. they took him from the gas station to go meet the old man. No, because she caught him on the soup line first. She, he was standing in line to get soup and then she shows up and then I believe takes him to Mario and just one maybe it is like to go see the old man when he, they get him from the gas station. But she picks him up from the soup line one more time just mm-hmm. to take take him to see Mario to which he's like, no. Yeah, still, yeah still the result in. is the same thing. Yeah, right. But yes, the the third maybe it is the third time he has gone and gotten a job at a gas station. Mm-hmm. He's been, you know, we've Which been is, getting we've been getting more montage of him walking up to people and just like it's the last place the he's wandered into, and he's just R.G. Mar- Armstrong is the manager of this gas station, and he's just like, hey, I need a job. It's weird because he starts off nice. kind of nice, yeah, ish. Man, then I mean, turns a little a little surly, but then yeah, just quickly becomes an asshole very quickly. But yep. yeah, at first he's just like. Well, do you, you know, do you have any smarts? He's like, yeah, about two years of college. And it's like, well, what happened? He's like, well, I went to Vietnam. And he's like, oh, okay. Well, do you have your discharge paper? Which, is that a thing? Like, do people yep. just do that? Like, yep. Okay. I mean, you will you will have discharge papers to prove military service. Sure. Like, that's one of the things you use. A, I think a regular discharge is like a DD-214. And if you claim it, 
people can ask for it. Yeah. Okay. Mm. Yeah. At but the time, that, a lot of people were just like, veteran, huh? All right, get yeah. the fuck in here. But he like takes <laughs> yeah. the envelope out of his pocket and is just like, oh, you know what? Never mind. I know what the outcome of this. And he's like, oh, dishonorable discharge? And he's like, yeah, I'll give you a job anyway. Go clean the toilets. Yep. Yeah. Go and then the scrub the floor and then make the coffee. And it, and it sounds like he's doing it like a Mr. Miyagi thing to him. Like, you know, I'm going to give you the shit jobs and eventually teach you how to, you know, fix a Holly four barrel carburetor and 69 Camaro, you know, but nope. No. He's just relegated to shit duty. Yeah. Yes. Because, yeah, like, uh, again, more montage happens. And I believe at some point, yeah, at some point in the middle of his working and just like, oh, why am I doing this shit? And why aren't you paying me? Because he, you know, like after the end of the day, he's like, hey, um, you know, I'm kind of homeless and have no money. He's like, well, you can sleep here. It's like, yeah, well, what about getting paid? He's like, ah, don't worry about it. I'll get you, you college kids always I'll, asking about getting paid. Yeah. <laughs> I'll, 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 I'll pay you. Don't worry about it. So yeah. he's sleeping at the gas station and like the very next day, or, you know, I don't know how much time has passed, but shortly thereafter he is sleeping in this like storage closet of this gas station mm-hmm. and the guy walks in and this is where he starts becoming an asshole he's just like the fuck are you doing sleeping this isn't a hotel get up why is it the coffee made ah, it's he's, like well i don't have an alarm clock in this fucking closet <laughs> yeah. but he doesn't say that he's no. just like i'm sorry mm-hmm. boss i'll I'll, yeah. do, I'll do better maybe i could do some car stuff today no clean the toilet he's like no, I cleaned absolutely the toilet not. yesterday oh. in, in in the there was also a montage of him working at the gas station when he first started there because i just want to point out because there's there's one part where like he's cleaning the bathroom and like a little old lady is like waiting to use it and he comes out you know it's just, it's just comedic because she's like four six and he's Fred Williamson and she just looks up like why are you in the ladies room yep. you know but he gets to at, at the very last thing he's like clean the bathrooms make sure this floor is spotless and also I have a couple of cars in the back you can wash but they have this montage of Fred Williamson washing a car and it's. Just, he has never washed a car before. No, it's, it's pretty funny. I'm just saying like, like I, he's just like taking the rags and like throwing them at the windshield and then sort of like, I don't know. Yeah. Scrubble, just like scrubble. waggling the, you know, waggling the hose at it. And then he like rubs a little bit of the window and then waggles the hose at it again. And then mm-hmm. there's another scene of him throwing a couple rags on the roof. And it's like that. Nobody washes a car like this. Nope. Yeah, so that was just in the middle of montage. But yes, eventually Nancy comes back wearing even less than the last time. Mm-hmm. And there, there's, there's like a curve. Like she's wearing nothing, almost nothing in the beginning. <laughs> <laughs> and in the beginning, she's wearing almost nothing. And then it's like, then the movie just hits a point where it's like, oh, no, now she's going to put on more and more and more and more and more right. clothes until the end of the movie. Well, it's when she turns. Yeah. So, oh, she was a turncoat and put on all the coats. Right. I gotcha. Okay. <laughs> it was it was foreshadowing and I just didn't catch it. Yes. Uh, but yes, takes him to the old man, you know, Riccatoni or whatever his name is. I don't know. <laughs> Riccatoni. Raccoonie. Yeah. Riccatoni. Yes, that's it. Um, um, but yeah, he just turns it down yet again. Um, and then, oh, he finally kinda, gets paid. Yeah, I was going to say it comes to a head because he's like, hey, it's been a month. When am I getting paid? And the dude goes over and makes a big deal about going in the cash box and hands him a check. Mm-hmm. Strangely made out for twenty one dollars. Yes. He's like, even in 1975, her. a $21 check was like oh, for a working. month, a yeah. month. Well, just a, a just a check for $21, just that general concept. Mm-hmm. But then a paycheck for $21 yeah. is downright insulting. Yeah, mm-hmm. and, and, and this the, man his, is taking advantage. And of his re- because, reasoning is, is like you you drank too many sodas, took too many coffee breaks. And also there was that because when they come to pick him up, like when t- Mario and Nancy come to pick him up to take him to the old man, Riccone. The guy's like, tell this creep to fuck off. Or he doesn't say that, but it's like, tell him to get out of here. And they do call him a creep, though. Yeah, he does call him a creep. And, yeah. and he doesn't like that. He remembers like, oh, that. Your friend's he, calls- he, he does that like sit on it until the end of the month. And it's just like, oh, yeah. And your friend called me a creep. Yeah. And, and there's something about missing parts. 
something yeah who knows of scene we did not see yeah right <laughs> but but yeah, yeah uh, he starts tussling with him, and the cop radar down the road goes off. Before they even start tussling, like yeah. they're just they're something's just happening. Old man yeah. gas station. <laughs> yes, old man gas station. <laughs> and they just roll up, and Fred Williamson immediately goes into karate mode. Richard, the, the cops come in, and he's just like karate, <laughs> and uh, pretty much bests the cops until he stupidly turns his back on one of them, and he gets clobbered. Yeah nightstick and then dragged to jail and back to jail to which then the police captain is like hey you're back again yeah and also like somebody got you out yeah you must have friends in high places because the guy you assaulted isn't pressing charges and the cops are okay with it and somebody upstairs said let you go so Mm -hmm. you're free to go yep and then he's he's still just standing there like you 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 can get out of the cell now he's doing the silent routine again and eventually he's like there's a lady for waiting for you and he's like oh lady and yeah goes out to meet nancy Mm mm-hmm uh, they go have a talk somewhere about his hopes and dreams, and actually, no. Okay, I think before he went to jail, I believe there was the shootout because I think like that's what prompted him. Like, go get, go get, um, bur- uh, barrows, oh, yeah. barrows at all costs. Because all right, so the the Raconis hire their trusty hitman to go to the flower shop and whack all the people. Yeah. <laughs> Whacking them in yeah. their flower shit. <laughs> and apparently this doesn't go well because they get sent back a dozen roses with like a bloody something in it. Some some There's thing. a lot of ultimate violence that is cut from the film. We just have to infer whatever it is. It's always just like, oh, there's something gross here, or oh, something bad happened to that person, or yep. something yeah, but, was said that we don't know what it is. But basically but, it's whatever that guy that they built up as yeah. an awesome hitman is now dead. Mm-hmm. Um, and then they're like, well, call call uh, uh, Da Vinci and like set up a meeting because he'll be expecting violence as a retaliation. But if we'll have a peaceful talk and try to work this out. And then there's this whole long thing of like their dual cars, like pulling in from opposite sides of this giant freaking cemetery. And then they and get then out, we- like all their people, well, like all of uh, Da Vinci's guys are already standing out. Like he brought like 12 dudes. Uh, the Raconis like walk out. and It's like. It's his, it's old man Raconi, his son, and like one other dude, and they just stand there like oh, we should have brought more guys. Um, and then the old two old guys like go and meet in the middle, and they're like, let's go talk. Mm-hmm. And it's basically like this is sacred ground. We both have people buried here. I figured we could talk here, right? We respect this. All right, respect. And he's like, basically, it's like I don't like what you're doing. He's like, I, I want to come in and sell the drugs. He's like, I don't. We don't do drugs here. And he's no like, drugs. yeah, but we're not selling them to the white people. And he's like, I don't care. Like, what if yeah. like, yeah, he's I mean, a good guy. Saying, like, like, you know, like Raconi's like, all right, because he's like, sure. he's pretty hip, at least yeah. in this regard. He's like, like no he drugs. also says like, you know, uh, we're normally. Oh no, that's a scene from later. But uh, like a scene later, he's like, uh, we're normally in the, you know, in the cars and wine and. Yeah, uh, they've they've turned their old like numbers game into a legitimate business yeah. success. Yeah, yeah they're right. just like they're probably they running investments like, and yeah, yeah, they're yeah, probably maybe, strong arming folks. But yeah, they're, maybe some, but like you know, otherwise racially he's kind of cool because he's like, yeah, it doesn't. I don't want you selling drugs to anybody. Like, yeah. how would you feel if someone sold drugs to your kids? Right. And the guy's like, so that's no, that's a no. <laughs> then all right, well, yeah, and then he's like, well. We've had our we've had our words anyway. Back to the car, and then the twelve guys they brought pull out guns. Minus Roddy McDowell, who's standing in the middle that did not get a gun. It's just like, oh dear. Well, he's completely shocked. He seems shocked that this is happening. Like they didn't tell him the plan. Like when they give the signal, he's just like, what is happening? No. Well, he's just the the sort of non prancy flower guy. It's, is kind of how they. 
Roddy McDowell's character is so weird in this. And I don't mean that like literally weird. I just mean that he's set up to be this guy that maybe kind of doesn't want to be a part of this life. Right. But then like he's the most involved because he's mm-hmm. involved in the dumb double cross bullshit. Yeah. He just well, seems like maybe he would be okay with just a flower shop. Yeah. Well, <laughs> and his fancy jackets. Mm-hmm. And maybe he is. Maybe that's like the end game of the the double cross. Maybe he just, just wants get, all the violent I, pieces I, of shit out of the I way. I think he wanted everybody out of the way. That yeah. seemed like he seemed like he was happy with the flower shop and right. like yeah. get everybody but, out of the way and he can do we, what in he the wants. Storyline, we don't know that he's done this. Right. Yet. But I'm just saying up till this point, he is just like Okay, he is clearly going to help Johnny at some point because he doesn't want any part of this is right. the way they're sure. presenting his character. But, but yeah, yeah, he just so, stands in the middle like, whoo, yeah, bother. Everyone gets yeah. shot. Yeah. And but it turns out Mario lived like he was still kind of twitching when when they're like, haha, job's done later. And cut to Mario's in the hospital and Nancy visiting him. And he's like, that's when he's like, get Johnny. Mm-hmm. So that's what prompts the like the, the meeting where, he, where he actually like get him out of jail and all that stuff and meet him right. one more time. So bring Johnny to the hospital room and he's basically like, all right, what is it you really want? He's like, I just, I want a place of my own. I want a house and land that nobody can take from me. And you know, maybe that hundred thousand dollars that I asked for earlier. And he's like, I'll get you the land hundred thousand dollars. Yours just fucking go kill them all. And it's like, and then he, he's like, once again, it's like, I'll yeah, think about I, it. I'll think about it. And he's like, well, just so you know, like we're this is he he's the one that gives the speech, I believe, of like we're doing the legitimate stuff now. And because yeah, he's like, yeah, he's like, we were only running the numbers. We never did any of that. Other yeah, shit. we didn't do the drugs and stuff. And like, you know, this is this is going to hurt your people. And, you know, doesn't get called out for that. But <laughs> uh, mm-hmm. but but like, you know, he's just like, uh, well, you make some good points, but still, I'm going to think about it. And then which he proceeds to just stand around thinking about it. <laughs> In the room. It look, I mean, the way the, the cut is, it looks like he's just been standing there. But I think what has happened is like he did go away because in theory, because something the, has happened to Nancy. Yeah, the, the last the last thing he says is like, well, you know where to find me. Just talk to Nancy, even though you know where I am. I'm in the freaking hospital. Yeah, because Nancy goes to the parking lot and then is picked up by one of the many Lincoln Continental limos that yeah, everybody has and just drives off and then you cut back to the hospital room and they're just like I can't believe they've got Nancy I hope she's okay and then Nancy calls them in the hospital room and she's clearly fine and she's just like oh you wouldn't believe what they made me do and Fred Williams is like they made you do that yeah. and it's like okay that's all the information we get there and then she hangs up and she's in bed with Roddy McDowell Mm-hmm. Like literally, she's like, in bed with Roddy McDowell. Again, later we find out like that that she told him that he that Roddy McDowell beat her up and raped her. Right, but that's yeah. you find that out much later. Yeah. But but that's here, the, here, there's this is like there's there's two things that confuse the hell out of me in this movie, and this this is one of them, and I'll, I'll explain the other one later when we get to it. Mario, who can't hear the phone conversation, can barely talk. Mm-hmm. Seems like he is behind this fake kidnapping or whatever of her because immediately he just goes like they they did what are you okay now just just be cool I'm, I, I will get you mm-hmm. hangs up the phone and Mario's like oh yeah so you'll do it for love huh and it's like well how do you know what like <laughs> yeah yeah it's it, just, there's it, a lot of jumping to conclusions man, yeah and this but yeah so like he's he's kind of in now he's just like all right I, yeah, yeah so of all the the entire we're an hour into this movie at mm-hmm. this point and all the things that have tried to they've tried to motivate him, you know, like his own his own well-being, his have a job, not be a bum, not be a fucking hobo. Just do this and then you can have your own thing. None of it is stuck. But then he hears whatever he hears on the phone from Nancy and he's like, I'm in. 
Yeah. Time to Fred Williamson myself up and totally become Murder Man. Yeah. Uh, Mario gives him an envelope with $10,000 and the address of where to go to get the hardware. Mm hmm. So we see another montage. This movie's littered with montages, but another montage where he's mm-hmm. buying a car. Buys a car? From a dude. It's another Continental, mm-hmm. <laughs> I believe. Um, then, yeah, just like he drives off and don't really know where he's going. I guess he goes to get the guns. But yeah, like the first time we see him emerge, he's coming. We see like people milling about the flower shop like, oh, man, we, we need to be on guard. And then he just like. Is standing across the street, he appears from the other side of a post. Yeah, just or like, something. yeah, he walks like around the telephone pole, like wearing this like it's a horrible hitman suit. It's a cool ass suit. It's horrible right. for hitman because it's like it's the, this like white linen suit, mm-hmm. and it's, it's like, like blue shirt and tie, and he got a yeah. blue shirt and tie. Yeah, and he is just walking slowly straight to camera. Is he wearing a hat this time? No, no. Maybe I, maybe my brain just filled in a hat because he, he would yeah. look good in a white hat in this yeah. instance. Yeah. But he just walks over and eventually undoes his jacket to reveal a gun. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Pulls the like gun a, out. Like yeah. a pearl-handled Yeah, pistol. It, oh, it's it's actually pretty fucking badass. Yeah. Like, it's a pearl-handled pistol. It's all silver inlaid, mm-hmm. and it's got, a, like, a, a tiny silencer that or suppressor that shouldn't work like it does, but right. it's a 70s it's, movie. So. Right, 70s movie, but, so it goes... Yeah, so like <laughs> for whatever reason to his his luck because like I don't think he was really equipped to handle this at first like two of the guys are like ah, I'm gonna go in the back and do things and leave one guy like playing solitaire mm-hmm. so he walks in and that guy like he just very slowly like ra- takes out and raises his gun to this guy's like uh, what flower customer <laughs> and then like oh shit and then yeah we get the good like noise yeah as he shoots this dude mm-hmm. and then disappears. Because the other guy, like, walks out. Because they walk out like, oh, Jesus, God, no. Yeah. So, like, the one dude, they're like, because one of them is the son. Yep. Like, you know, it's not the, the Roddy McDowell's brother, basically. Yes. And the other one is like, go out front and see, you know, see if he got away. Mm-hmm. And leaving the brother inside, the, or the other son, however you want to call him. Yes. And Fred Williams somehow magically, like. Appears from where they came, came from. out from, yeah. <laughs> and, like, from behind the curtain and, yeah. you know, thwips this guy as well. Kills that guy, too. And then escapes somehow because the other guy comes back in and is just like, oh, my dear God. Uh, and this then the guy's bag- reaction is pretty great. Yeah. And then the, the the old man shows up and he's just like, you've been loyal to me, but you fucked this up and you probably did this yourself. I don't know. There's no time for this. Yeah. Anyway, fall on your sword. Destroy no, yourself. Destroy- <laughs> I know. He tells it that is how he, he puts it. He says, destroy yourself. Use your own gun. <laughs> Mm-hmm. That is some dark Arriba ass Derek shit G. to say to somebody. Destroy yourself. <laughs> Fucking hell. He's like, what? You want me to go get wasted? <laughs> oh, the gun. Oh. Go get wrecked. Yeah. <laughs> Destroy yourself. Destroy yourself. And he does. Yeah. He just. This guy just stares a hole in him, and he then puts a bullet hole in his head. Yep. <sighs> yep. Um. Johnny changes clothes and goes and does something else. <laughs> yeah, I, I, I think it's no. Okay, yeah. No, I mean, from here, he's just killing a bunch of mafia dudes. Yeah, but it, it's not that many stops. Like he, yeah. I think it's just like he, oh, he goes to he goes to the house. To the he, house? he he kidnaps the delivery guy driver. No, that's later. Like that's the very last thing I believe. Yeah, no. because what he, he does next Rod- is he kills Roddy McDowell. Yeah. Next, he takes out Roddy McDowell. Next, he, he's basically going in like not quite line of succession. He's taking out the kids and then the, the father last. But okay, yeah, Roddy like, McDowell goes and gets on a boat. Yeah, because like you know, there's a uh, when the first son is killed, the 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 dad is like, that's it. Like you know, we can't handle this dude. Call in the armor. Right. 
and just makes this like it's weird because like he's like just picking up a phone it's like i'm gonna call in the armor and the guy's like some dude in the back is like that's gonna be expensive picks up and dials a number to which some guy is just like standing in a pay phone like mm-hmm. a, a phone booth mm-hmm. or nearby because it's like it's like one ring and he's like yeah who is this and it's like you know don whatever uh da vinci and he's like oh okay yeah just deposit the money i'll, I'll have it done yeah i'll do it um because he's getting uh we know we know that there's the double cross going on because we see nancy in bed with Roddy mcdowell um she is supposed to be delivering the address to where Roddy mcdowell is going to be at this like tiki bar on the fucking highway or some shit they, they have this meetup place it's just it's covered in like palm fronds and shit and it's on this busy ass highway um but like the art we see we cleverly we see the armor sitting in the car watching all of this mm-hmm. because he's got his hand hanging out the window and he just has like it's it's not a medical bracelet it's like one of those gold chains with like the flat part i don't know what the proper name is it looks like a medical id bracelet yeah, yeah, yeah. but it's not it's like right. a fancy you know mafiaesque kind of thing um but it just it actually says like armor like a uh, green room or some shit i couldn't read what the bottom text said but it it just very clearly says armor the way he's hold the way he's holding his hand out the window and um it's just, it's just kind of funny, but we see Nancy walk out and like do this little nod. And then Fred, Fred Williamson walks out like a few seconds later and this guy tries to run him over mm-hmm. to which there's like a little bit of rolling around and action stuff. And, um, dude like tries to hit him twice with the car, including like hitting some random person's car, I believe yes. uh, in the parking lot. And then that doesn't work. And he whips a, a ninja star, a shuriken at this guy and like yeah, hits a tire like out of fucking nowhere. It's just like, shuriken. Oh, okay. Yeah. And it's, and then, so then the guy's like, well, that, didn't work, so I'm out of here. <laughs> yeah. Mm-hmm. I guess he learned that ninja skill, too. Just fucking disappear. But, yeah, mm-hmm. Fred Williams is like, pulls us out like, what the fuck? A ninja star? Like, ninja star. Okay. Huh. But, Seriously, who throws a ninja star? But I guess he still has the info, because, like, he or somehow he has a sixth sense, because there's been this conversation of Roddy McDowell basically being, like, I think to Nancy, of, like, he, you know, this shit's getting a little real. This guy's too good. I'm heading down to Mexico for, for a few days. He doesn't know about you. I'm just going to disappear and lay low. Let the shit blow over. And then hopefully everybody will be dead and we can take him out and we'll fucking rule the world. Um, so, we, you know, this this is his plan. So I don't know how this fraud This motherfucker boys... decides to take a boat to yeah. Mexico. Well, they are in California. It's, yeah. it's short. <laughs> I mean, so I'll be there by the next also, day. Also, it's so. hard to be trailed in, like on a, in a car. But yeah. yeah. Well, and he's <laughs> just like he, his whole thing is I'm going down under deck and I'm going to sleep. Yeah, I'm, I'm tired. You couldn't yeah. you know, like. He must have been up for days on, yeah. you know, cocaine bender or whatever, yeah. up sniffing flowers. Somehow Fred Williamson knows he's here because he is already on the yacht. Oh, yeah. Like, Roddy McDowell, like, goes, like, it, it's weird because he's There's like, a, we, the, he, the captain he, is plotting the course. Well, he yeah. says, like, we need to leave right away. Like, yeah. I don't want to be here for very long. Yeah. And it cuts to make you think, like, oh, they are they're, they're at, at sea. sea. But no. But also the captain is like, well, do you have the charts? Yeah. Like, mm-hmm. okay, all right. So this is going to be a boat intrigue movie for a little bit. Like, are, nope. did you bring the, who brought the charts? Uh, the hunt for Rod October. <laughs> there you go. Um, so yeah, they cut to, they cut to like under deck, you know, or in like the cabin area. And I didn't even realize it was a captain. It just kind of, the way it sort of dissolves from one scene to the next. You mm-hmm. think that time has passed. Right. Yeah. But apparently it's just like, yeah, both four seconds yeah. later. Five minutes have passed. Yeah, yeah. maybe five still, minutes. Still in the harbor, and, and this captain is sitting there at the at the <laughs> table with the with the charts, with the charts. all laid out, uh-huh. and he's got a compass, and it's just 
He's, like, just he's not doing it. it all. He's like, he's just going like, he's just spinning loop. it back and forth. Okay, like, what about if I go loop yeah. the other way? Huh? Yeah. It's, it's like he's playing with the spirograph. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> right, exactly. Check and out he, this design. Then man. he pulls out the ruler and he's like, oh, what about the ruler and the compass? Oh, those kind of look like right. do, 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 like what, what do they call this a compass and this other thing a compass too? That's confusing. <laughs> I shouldn't be doing both. These two different tools are called a compass. <laughs> Man, I shouldn't have bought that captain's hat. I'm not a captain at all. How could two things encompass the same thing? Oh, shit. (laughs) Oh, no, three. (laughs) But it's like like if you're like making the legs of the compass dance back and forth like Mm -hmm. they're legs. It's just so goofy. Fred Williamson emerges behind him, now wielding, I don't know if it's the same gun. It's the same gun. Okay, just nine is the silencer. Right. And then just like sees this guy and just is like, and just whacks him in the head. Backs hand, backhands yeah. him in the nose mm-hmm. with the with the gun, which has you know it's a movie, so it knocks him out. Yeah. It makes a real good conk sound yeah. too. It's mm-hmm. Dying. So that, that that guy's out, and then I guess Roddy McDowell's done with his nap or something because I don't think anything awakes. No, he awakens. gets he, he gets awakened by getting a pillow to the face. Oh, yeah, that's right. right. Okay, sorry. Yes, but Fred Williamson doesn't really commit to it. No, no. He's just I think like, he's just doing that to wake him up. It yeah. seemed like he was going to do the pillow, use that as the silencer, but he doesn't. Mm-hmm. He just like. Tries to briefly go for the smother and doesn't smother the brother. He doesn't smother the brother. (laughs) (laughs) I think that's just a wake-up maneuver. Like, aha, Uh you have been awoken by your near death. Now here's your real death. Oh, that's pillow talk. Okay. Yes. (laughs) All right. I was wondering what that was. You've been doing it wrong this whole time. Yeah. Um, He takes him up. Yeah, he just takes him up in his boxer shorts. And he's like, what happened to Bob over here? Captain Bob. Oh, (laughs) shit. Oh, man. And I I don't really understand this, but like he's gonna just feed him to the fishes like literally because he he's just wearing boxers and he's like pulls out or he reaches over it's like a fish scaling knife that just happens to be sitting on the deck Mm -hmm. and like grabs that and he's like what are you gonna do and then he slices his leg or some facsimile thereof it's if it's his real leg it's a hairy ass goddamn leg Mm -hmm. there is a prosthesis of some sort sure but they they, it's a ham hawk with some hair glued i i think it was like leftover props from planet of the apes because it just looked like his fucking ape leg Mm -hmm. like it's (laughs) this hairy ass shit it's like fucking beavis and butthead Cutting their hair off and pasting it to their face. It's that quality yeah. Yeah. of hair makeup. Yes. Yeah. It's pretty good. But anyway, he slices his leg and then it's just like jump into the water. And he's like, No, I can't swim. He's like, jump, because he cocks the gun. And then Roddy McDowell jumps and is immediately dead. Like they're in the harbor. Well, yeah. yeah. And then he bobs for a second, like, you know, I can't swim. I can't swim. But then cut to like the the Don Da Vinci is like, both my sons are dead. And it's like, oh, okay. Mm-hmm. Um and then this is when Fred Williamson kidnaps the yeah the delivery guy, and yeah. goes back to the flower shop. Takes he's this like, guy "Where's hostage. Da Vinci?" And he's like, he's like, "Is he in there?" And he's like, "No, he's actually at his house." So I'm going just, to pick up. I'm just taking some flowers to him now. And he's yeah. like, "Convenient, right? Drive me there." Mm-hmm. So I, I don't understand this plan at all because he's got he's dual wielding double barrel shotguns. Mm-hmm. What's what's bad about that idea? Well, because how do you know four guys were going to be there and like he's going to make every shot like he's Johnny Barrows. Yeah. Okay. <laughs> mean Johnny, Johnny, Johnny double barrels. <laughs> yes. Yeah. Um, but yeah, because like two dudes, not the dot, not the dad, like open up the back of the van and both get shotgun blasted. And that's when we're presented that he's because we saw the one because he took the dr- delivery driver hostage, but we didn't know he had two. Yes, I honestly really like this series of shots like mm-hmm. the doors open and then we get a shot of. A barrel, a double barrel, and then we got a different barrel. It cuts to a different barrel. It's very obviously a different barrel, and then like both guys get shot immediately Mm -hmm. after that. Well, I love the reactions of both guys. They open the door and they show it from Fred Williamson's point of view, where the guy's like, 
Oh shit! (laughs) It's that man. And they get (laughs) yeah, and they get wrecked. They do get wrecked. They should have bolted. (laughs) It's that man. And then uh, the last two guys are in the garage fucking around with some flowers. Oh, they definitely heard this. I mean, they're just like, oh, yeah. sure. They're just like, oh, no. And kind of like go diving for something. I don't yeah. know if they were mm-hmm. going to throw thorns. Well, on they them. both start know. shooting. Yeah. Yeah. yeah he I just... like that. Like right before that, these guys are just like these mafioso looking dudes and they got their shirts all unbuttoned. And yeah. they looks like fucking sweaty Goombas in here. <laughs> um, and they're just like throwing like a handful of crack or whatever mm-hmm. handful of. Uh, drugs uh, with a capital D into these boxes like one flower, one drugs, one flower, one drugs, one flower, two drugs. Put a box on it. Go. Just it's it's a simple thing, but the way these guys are just fucking around in the background when they drive up is yeah amusing to me. Mm-hmm. Yeah, but he shot like one guy's just out in the open like shooting, and I think the the, the Don dives behind a curtain. Yes. Yeah. And then he just shoots I the one guy that's, that's like obvious, and then it's just like, well, I don't know, Fred Williamson. You know, <laughs> never mind. Did you never, say Fred Williamson? Yeah. Yeah. Right, nice. <laughs> yeah. He just he just shoots through the curtain, and then we see in slow motion the Don like fall out like, mm-hmm. <laughs> and then he like casually walks up. Like, I also, by the way, I don't know what happened to the flower delivery guy. Like, he just he's fine. I guess he, he just like he got out of the van. Like, yeah, yeah. But he he just walks over and pulls out a hip flask and they're like this is a weird time for a drink but it's apparently like 150 proof or, or above or whatever but like he just starts like setting this shit on like he douses it the fly, uh, flowers and then says something like this is for Don Wait, rest Ra- in peace raconteur or whatever Don Da Vinci yeah. <laughs> this is for Don Raccoon City yeah um yeah yeah, yeah and just leave. Hey, he also he he gently pokes around the flowers for a while it, it's almost oh, like oh, that's I'm gonna, right i'm yeah. gonna smash the drugs out of these things but we never really see any drugs no well, well there's some stuff that's yeah. flying out of there's the boxes some stuff, but the movie th- never does a good job of saying okay he's yeah. like yeah they were smuggling the drugs in the flowers yeah it's it it, it it seems like he's like i'm gonna beat the drugs out of you flowers and then it's just like he just kind of stops poking at them for no real reason and just throws the guns down so but yeah yep and then it's just he's driving and the dude with the gold bracelet is waiting for him in an intersection somewhere and just starts following him mm-hmm. to which we never see this from Fred Williamson's point of view. But at some point, Fred Williamson is like, oh, I'm being followed. I need to drive off in a different direction. Yeah. And so he drives. Doesn't do it well. No. Like, like it's it's one of those like dirt roads that goes off almost the opposite direction. You yeah. know, so it's like a more than a. Yeah. No, he misses it turn. when he first yeah. tries to turn yeah. and has to back up yeah, and then turn. Drives into yeah. the cliff. Yes. Mm-hmm. Um but eventually just gets to a what looks like a designated parking area. It, for, look, it looks like a scenic outlook or yeah. overlook. Yeah. Uh, and just gets out and just like, I'll go hide over here. <laughs> yeah. Uh, and then the other guy gets out of the again, car. Again, still wearing, it's different, but he's wearing like all white. I think this is his white uh, turtleneck yes. that he's wearing. But again, like all of these outfits are like real bad for mm-hmm. the, the line of work you're in. For yeah. stealth. Yeah. Yeah. He's hiding in the bushes in his white turtleneck. <laughs> yeah. And basically as, as the armor goes walking by, he like grabs his arm uh, mm-hmm. and <laughs> spins him around it's just like you captain shitface from the it's, early early part of the movie o'malley o'malley yep. sure and it's just like you and he's like oh you yeah well and i guess then it's the like, other guy knew it was him so right yeah. <laughs> yeah and then it's hey we're both ninjas <laughs> yeah this, oh it's so it, good it, it becomes the we just watched enter the dragon mm-hmm. yeah uh, yeah there's a lot of why well, <laughs> Fred Williamson even tries to do the like jump up and jump on the chest move like it's yeah. so like half-assed enter the dragon 
Yeah, it's, I don't. I don't know who choreographed a fight, but it's. Oh, it's. Uh, it's I, it leaves something bad. to be desired. I do like when O'Malley is going for a follow up punch, and Fred Williamson basically just kind of hisses at him to get him to stop, mm-hmm. and it works. Yeah. <laughs> O'Malley just goes, "Whoa!" Well, O'Malley also got a. a oh a, shit! Maybe he's a snake. O'Malley got a real solid dick hit on Fred Williamson. Oh, oh yeah, yeah. yeah. Punched it punched him right like in the his dick. Second shot yeah. was right in the. Uh, yeah, yeah. He does not right fight with John. <laughs> right, right in Bucktown. This is why he's mean. <laughs> Uh, but yeah, uh, Fred Williamson ends this fight by remembering he has a ninja star in his pocket. Mm-hmm. <laughs> Even though he's changed his suit like three mm-hmm. times since that's happened. Well, hey, man, I you mean, find a random ninja star, like you can just probably get hang ninja on stars it. in 1975. That's yeah. true. Like there weren't that many state fairs. That's yeah. true. <laughs> yeah, they didn't have that Bud K catalog in, in 75 yeah. that you could order a. He's you know, like, man, I'm, this is rare. It's like shark's teeth. I'm yeah. gonna hang on to this. <laughs> Although the one that we saw when he was pulling it out of the tire was the most dull thing on the planet. <laughs> Um, well, it's not so dull to where it doesn't pierce well, this man in the yeah, neck. O'Malley was going to murder him with a rock. Yes. He had him down on the ground, yeah. and then he's just like, oh, yeah, sure, can. <laughs> you know what beats rock? <laughs> Ninja Stark. Uh-huh. Yeah, and then, uh, so that guy's dead, and he's like, calls up Nancy. Like, hey, Nancy, it's all hey, done. Yeah. Time for us to be together. I'm going to show you the land that I was given. Mm-hmm. Uh, and then, all right, so... This is about to be where I have another problem with this. I'm just I'm going to explain oh. the scene and then I will I will backtrack to where I have the other problem. Sort of like it seemed like the, the false uh, red herring of Mario knowing, you know, setting up the fake kidnapping and all that bullshit. Mm-hmm. But OK, so he, he pulls up and, you know, they, well, they, I think they both pull up in their own cars. He takes Nancy and he's like sort of escorting her by the arm and she starts like up the hill. And he's like, whoa, not that way, baby. Come over here. And then takes her all the way up the hill. And this is where my brain went. Is he taking her to the fucking landmine place from earlier in the movie? Like, that's just when he did that, like, redirect thing. That's the first thing that popped in my head. I was like, no, it can't be the it same place. Like, they can't have been in army in California. <laughs> yeah. Right. I don't know. Well, then they would just put they would just somewhere on a hiking trail, just plant a bunch of live mines. Right. In California. That's just not walled off or anything. It's just like anyone could go there. I, I don't know. but that, Or maybe he just planted a landmine himself. That's what no, I'm about to get to. Okay, no. okay. That's Hold on. So <laughs> he diverts her. They just walk up and it's like, see, I the, I guess this is what I wanted, but it doesn't feel right. Cause, he you know, he I turns d- his back on her and starts monologuing. He does out, out to the valley that he's now inherited, I guess. And it's just like, well, uh, this is mine now. And I, I just don't feel right because I had to murder her to get it. But, you know, this is what you wanted. And if this is what you wanted, then it's what I want. And goes in for a kiss. And then she's, of course, like, bang, blam, shoot him in the stomach. And he's just like, what? <laughs> I did Why? not see this coming. Yeah, it takes him a while. She shoots him another time. Uh-huh. And then he's like kind of writhing on the ground. And he just kind of sits up and goes, why? <laughs> yeah. yeah. And, and then she's like, wow, she really? explains the whole thing. Like, yeah, I was sleeping with Roddy McDowell, but you shot him. And, you know, fuck you. <laughs> yeah, you killed my man. Yeah. yeah. Now you die, idiot. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And then so long, sucker. Yeah. And then. He like doesn't he never like we never fully see him die. He's still just like on one. Yeah, knee, he's like, writhing around, but it uh, kind of sounds like he's laughing at one point because you're just not sure and you can't really see him through the bushes mm-hmm. yeah, for a second. And then she's just like, well, job's done here. Takes about three <laughs> feet the opposite direction and click steps on a landmine. And then, yep, the camera starts like pulling out like we're done with this shit. And then there's just a close up. Like, I think it's the same shot from the other mine going off earlier because they only had budget for one explosion, but it's, you never actually see like Nancy go into bits or anything like no. that. It's, it's just like, it's implied that there's yeah, an explosion. They never blow up a dummy. And then it just like, yeah, it just pulls this, out. Okay. 
the second that this landmine explodes, they freeze it mm-hmm. and then put up the film's final disclaimer. Yeah, well, I don't know. <laughs> Which was read at the beginning I, of this episode. Yeah, I don't know if it's a disclaimer. I mean, it's... Well, it's, no. a, it's a statement. Yeah, a statement. Yes. Yeah. See, also, the movie was dedicated to the proud Mujahideen fighters. <laughs> right. Yeah. Uh, dedicated to the veteran who traded his place on the front line for a place on the em- unemployment line. Peace is hell. Which was like part of the chorus i guess yeah. in the star grovey yep. song yeah i mean it's more like a coda because it's like at the very end they just like repeat it and yeah. it starts like slowly thing is like that coda works better if you haven't had the goofy 10 minutes you've just had mm-hmm. with the guys doing the enter the dragon fight and <laughs> yes. <laughs> yes now here's where here's this is the other thing that really this is the one that truly breaks my brain on the movie uh-huh. okay yeah. if fred williamson okay did he know that she was in this all along and planted no. the landmine. No. Okay. We're, so he just was like, I've gotten this land. I'm going to go out and plant some landmines because that's what I do. Nope. Maybe at, at most what happened was he knew there were po- possibly landmines there. He steered her away from them when what? they went How? when they went up. And then she walked off in the opposite direction after shooting him and stepped on a landmine. He, Here's, didn't, no. he didn't plan any of this. Uh, one plus two plus one plus one. That's how it could have happened, but this is how it really happened. He knew that she might betray him. So the land that sh- that he got, he planted landmines on. Yeah. He knew where the landmines were, so he led her up there onto the bluff of of blow up. Um, and if he if she betrayed him, she wouldn't be able to be led back down the hill safely. But if she was, if she was being, if she hadn't betrayed him, then he could lead her back down the hill safely, and she wouldn't die to a landmine explosion. I think it at, was a, it was a dead man's bluff. I on, think in, at most it was also a dead man and dead woman's bluff. I, I yes. think at most he knew he inherited land that was littered with landmines. No, 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 no. no, no. At no. most no. nobody is selling you landmine. I'm, I'm land. just saying, at most he knew that there was possibly this a landmine, like a landmine vineyard on like this you're land, trying to grow some landmine trees. But his reaction to when he gets shot, he had no idea. I know that's what I'm saying. That's what breaks my brain. There is no reason for this landmine to be here unless he put it there, and that's what I'm getting at. And I, I'm kind of buying BJ's explanation of like the which path do I take depending on how this turns out? Because maybe he just was like, maybe she's in on it, but she's not going to shoot me, you yeah. know, like which is dumb. But I just want to say like, you know, the land was his. And as he would say, the land is mine. <laughs> so this is how he protects. <laughs> I his think own you property. guys are giving this movie too much credit. Well, in the live stream chat, Bill says that I'm 100 percent correct. And as we know, Bill is, you know. No, you're both wrong. Uh, Bill is not law. It's the step before. I'm sorry. Johnny Barrows is dumb. At the I end watched of this, that. He is dumb. He is just like, okay, Nancy, it's you and me. And oh no, you betrayed me. I mean, as soon as I heard the click of the landmine, I'd expected like him to pull off a fucking FX, like, you know, bulletproof <laughs> vest with squibs and shit and just be like, haha, gotcha, bitch. Oh, I, you thought, know? <laughs> I thought he was going to have a bulletproof vest. Sure. And the way that you end this movie is with him like pulling off the bulletproof vest like sure now that you've written yourself into this stupid corner that's how you get out i yeah but but I'm, I'm, that's why I, I choose to think that he was prepared for the betrayal and she was going to die anyway i'm he saying knew he was possibly going to die he did not get land that was pre-landmined no way no way <laughs> it was mob yes. land the only fucking place that has landmines <laughs> in america are 
fucking army bases like i mean like that's it like there aren't just random places i mean yeah. okay maybe there's some preppers that have gotten their hands on some landmines and put them out on their fucking you know compound but i'm saying like there is not a fucking scenic valley in california that just randomly has fucking landmines no <laughs> like no they don't even have fucking plastic straws anymore they don't have landmines chuck <laughs> They're ahead of the curve. Like it's the, a bad ending. Okay, I, sure. <laughs> well, yeah, I'm saying, we could, but we so say we all. But <laughs> but I mean, he definitely had to put the landmines there. Be it be it a premeditated path mm. of of did she betray me or not? I don't know. I'm but, just going to agree to disagree. Okay, <laughs> there's no way I'm going to concede that when. But the fucking landmines when there. I don't know when. I don't know if he killed the captain and immediately called Nancy, or if he was like, well, I w- went back to Mario and was like, where's my land? You know, the job's done. I don't Robert know. Robert in the chat says, what if the captain planted the mine? Maybe. That, that's kind of his MO to just put fucking r- random live mines mm-hmm. where they shouldn't be. He sure. was already dead. Is that where he was fighting the captain? I'd no. Been, but again, the captain wouldn't have known they were going to end up there. Like, no, there's but no the way. captain knew that he had gotten that land. Maybe. I How? It's a it's a bad ending. Okay. It so ends he badly. got there before the health inspector could get there. Sure. Yeah. <laughs> to demine de- it. Yeah. Yeah. Well, I uh, found a couple things yeah, on yeah, your inspection yeah, you're your report. Home inspector. Yeah. He's like, yeah. <laughs> you were uh, doing all right till I found the landmines. I out mean, back. normally a home inspection is about two hundred dollars. I'm gonna have to charge you four because we lost one of our inspectors. Yeah. <laughs> uh, you know, one or two landmines, I can pass you. You know, yeah. no problem. I can shovel that paperwork around. But yeah, you know, but you old got, Frank, like, video him out here. Frankie ain't never walking right again. Yeah. I mean, I'm just gonna you tell and your you, fucking landmines. What kind of place are you buying here? Your, your grass has chinch bugs, but that's the least of your problems <laughs> you've got fucking landmines the place is lousy with landmines yeah if you don't treat those now they're just going to show up all yeah, over yeah. the lawn i can't take two steps without stepping on a landmine and video over here you can't take two steps at all <laughs> you can only hop oh man uh, this i don't land know is your mind this land is my mind uh-huh yeah, I don't know. It's over now. But most definitely, yeah. the highest of Stargrove awards goes yes. to this weird-ass movie. Uh, yeah. Like, so much so that if it wasn't set after nearly 500 episodes, I would have to advocate for changing the name of it somehow. Yeah. Call it the Silver Star. Yeah. <laughs> the Silver Stargrove. Silver Stargrove. Holy shit. That's, that's uh, a higher tier. There you yeah, go. Yeah, yeah. There, there we go. go. Silver right. Stargrove Good special job. award. Good I'll, note, yeah. it. I'll I, note it in the log. <laughs> I think we're just going to agree that this is a bad ending. Sure. Right. We'll go okay. with that. Okay. It is. Just making sure. Mm. It, it does not end with... What? <laughs> <laughs> I like it. <laughs> Mackie is, is like slid ever and ever closer to like a fatalist sort of... I like it. Yeah. yeah. If everybody dies, he's yeah. happy. Okay. It, 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 it is. It's, yeah. it's a happy ending. Everyone's yeah. dead. Mm-hmm. <laughs> they're all at peace. Because yeah. they're all dead. Let's do the Romeo and Juliet ending. Yeah. Right. Let's rate it. This is a tough rating because mm-hmm. I really enjoyed talking about this one. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Um, Did you enjoy watching it, though? Not really. All right. <laughs> I really enjoyed the second half. Mm-hmm. I, I think, and it's interesting in that it's a Fred Williamson movie that he, where he directs where he is in barely any way wanting to make his character look good. Because his character gets shit on through the first half of the movie, and he's kind of just like... You know, he just comes off as a loser and it's like, okay, like, yeah, okay. He has this principles where he won't, he's not going to work for the mob. He's not going to kill for money and, you know, that sort of stuff. And then eventually he's just like, yeah, but I'll do it anyway. Mm-hmm. And then just goes out like a chump. Well, and- he, he did it all for the nookie. Yeah. The what? The nookie. He didn't. Mm-hmm. Oh, I mean, well, in his mind, that's what he was doing it for. 
That's what persuaded him. It was mm-hmm. was Nancy getting kidnapped. That is what put him yeah, on board. But, with the but even that, like that whole Nancy thing, that doesn't make any sense. No, it doesn't. No sense whatsoever. Not at all. But <laughs> I, I, but there's just so much that I enjoy about this movie. Like basically the mob boss being like the dude who keeps asking him out, and he's like, Nah, you know, I don't think I can. Not right now. Yeah, I got jury duty. Yeah. I, it's I'm I'm just I'm busy on Friday. You know, Sorry. just like every excuse, and he's not like picking up on. You need to stop asking him. There's a certain point where you're just a stalker now. <laughs> like you're coming to his workplace and you're like yelling at his boss. Yeah, that's not right. You shouldn't yeah. do that. <laughs> but still, I, I, I'm going three jocks. Wow. <laughs> it's just, okay. Mm. Here's the, here's the thing about this too. Okay. Of like the majority of the black exploitation movies we've watched. This one, I can most clearly see the stuff that Quentin Tarantino has stolen from yeah, in this movie. And also like Fred Williamson uses zooms to end shots. Like he invented it. He's just like, <laughs> like, like he's got a fucking patent on it and he's like, and nobody else is going to do this now because man, he ends at least 30 scenes <laughs> with a slow zoom in on like a trash can. And then like he did a match cut with a trash oh, there can. There are several actually excellent match cuts. in this yeah, yeah. Yeah. There are good match cuts in it. But then then there is a split screen, but with there's two several phones being hung up at the yeah. same time. Yeah, But and, there's a lot of ones where it's like, all right, like we get it. It's your first movie. Sure. But yeah. also like there's like there's excellent match cuts and some and some good dissolves besides the on top on top of each other dissolves that go on mm-hmm. for t- too long. But then there are just like ones where there's a musical cue happening hard cut like it feels like a real split yeah to no music and a quiet room yeah. and something unrelated <clears throat> yeah it's very strange because at least like, one of those seems like it's a maybe problem a with the yeah. film could be, like could mm-hmm. be because it also had some like screen glitch to it and the music sounded a little weird mm-hmm. speaking of music being a little weird a few times like a scene like an action scene will come to an end and we just get like orchestra tune-up music that just swells in over the funk, mm-hmm. and then he's, all of the he's music doing goes that on away. purpose for yes, but something. I don't know why he chose like the tune-up song. Yeah, it's <laughs> the tune-up because at some point you've got to give up the funk. <sighs> yeah. Yeah. Never give up the funk. Yeah, but we want it. Yeah, I, so I give just, it up. I think there's a lot of not good but interesting filmmaking going on in this one. I would 100 percent yeah. agree with mm-hmm. that. There is some good filmmaking in this, and I like. I don't know if we've watched anything else that's been directed by Fred Williamson. No. Or if anything else that... Uh, wasn't the original Gangsta's him? No. Or... That was okay. Larry Cohen. Okay. Is there anything else that we might watch that I should stay away from? Mm. That he Chuck directed? Is, that Chuck he is directed. not a fan yeah. of his direction. He... Okay, so he has directed over 20 films. I saw that. I don't think they ever get any better. <laughs> well, I was, I was, I'm curious I to just, skip ahead to yeah. like film three or four. Just like, like maybe I've worked out some of the bugs. He he has done some some 80s detective movies. I mean, he has done movies with all-star casts like Ice-T and Gary Busey and all that. We might jump to one of those. Okay, so later on after, you know, after the podcast ends, uh-huh. uh, let's try to remember to go over that list real quick and you say, no, 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 no. Don't watch this one, this one, or this one. You got it. Because we're going to cover that. Okay. Or we can do that. Over you can text. watch Vegas Vampires. You don't think we're going to watch Vegas Vampires? <laughs> we are absolutely not watching Vegas Vampires. <laughs> Does it have keywords in it? No, it's just crap. <laughs> okay. All right. We will be angry. <laughs> well, nope, don't show me a just crap sucks. <laughs> Um. <laughs> yeah, but mentioned in the chat, the match cut with the gun and the hairdryer. Mm-hmm. Yes. Really good. That is really yeah. good. Yeah. 
Like, just as the guy is about to destroy himself. Destroy himself. Yeah, it, like, you get, like, the briefest of the blam from the gun cut to, uh, is it, uh, is it Nancy? It's, it's Nancy, Nancy with the she's hair dryer on full blast. That's, that's the reveal of, like, she's in Roddy McDowell's yeah. house, yes. bedroom, whatever. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Yacht, yeah. I don't know. Yacht. Yeah. Yeah. That was good. Yeah, there's, there is some, like, distinct style that he's obviously lifting off of, you know, lifting off of others, but... He's pulling some stuff off, mm-hmm. although, like I found the first, like the first half of this movie incredibly boring, uh, for the most part, except for, you know, our occasional tussle or whatever. But I don't know if it's like, I don't know if it's got enough good to kick it up to three jocks. I think I'm gonna have to give it a jocks mm-hmm. because it does some fun things. You should probably watch it. And it's it's Fred Williamson's directorial debut. So watch watch it for that. And uh, it's definitely worth stars. watching for the 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 scene where he kills the Don, like when he comes out of the back of the van. Yeah, like there's a lot like that. That to me is like a Tarantino scene. Well, when there's he, so much that he's picked up from that sequence when he becomes mean Johnny Barrows. Mm-hmm. Yeah, uh, the, the whole tone of the movie changes. Yeah, for one. he his tone changes. He becomes a yeah. different character almost. So until it becomes an idiot in the last scene. Mm-hmm. Right. <laughs> um, I can agree with one jocks. I would give it one jocks for, I, I think this movie is interesting for a lot of reasons that aren't necessarily tied to watching it. I, I think, I think it's notable because it is his first movie. Um, I, I think it's, I think it's trying to do some interesting things. I don't think he had the chops at the time to pull off the direction. I find it admirable that for an hour, hour 10, he is just a guy in denim outfit, mm-hmm. unshaven and gross and not cool in any way. Yeah, he doesn't do that like, uh, well, I'm the director and the star, exactly. so I'm he, he, immediately a badass that's just chopping people in half. Yeah, over, yeah. so like there is no, there is no like star, just th- that kind of just like I'm the star, I will look the best, I will be the most awesome, and I'm of course I'm going to live at the end nothing like that. He's made out to be a total fucking idiot at the end. There's yeah, there's no ego right for him. Exactly. Um, the soundtrack is the unsung hero of this movie. The soundtrack Mm. is fucking amazing. Yeah. And it deserves a better film. Not that it's out of place in this, but this is the kind of thing that I, you know, I, I kind of agree with how Tarantino is about certain pieces of music where it's just like, they did not use that. Right. I Mm. can make that cooler somehow. Mm -hmm. I think the soundtrack in this can be, should be used in something else and be made better. Yeah. So, well, that one song's going to be awfully hard to do. <laughs> well, sure. But the inst- all the instrumental yeah, parts of that same song yeah, are yeah. great. Yeah, exactly. Yeah, because it, it was a while before the lyrics version kicked in. Because yes. I was, because like, I think it was like maybe the third time it kicked in, I was like, I would just, they, they can play this the whole movie. I yeah, would just yeah. walk down the street listening to this. And then the lyrics kicked in. I'm like, okay, it's still good, but I, I liked the instrumental version better. Yeah. Especially when it gets to the weird end, like the, Pieces, hell, hell, hell. <laughs> pieces. You know that was just weird. Um, yeah, I, I'm I'm gonna side on the three jock side. Actually, myself. Um, there is something yeah. in, incredibly watchable about this movie, and I, even when it doesn't su- succeed, I really, really, really like what he's trying to do. He's trying to elevate the directing of this genre in a way that I don't think any of the other ones we've watched have even remotely tried. I don't know if I was just more keenly aware of it or maybe it's because it wasn't 
always doing it how I would have done it. Mm-hmm. You know, I was just like, there were things I was like, that's really good, but man, you blew that. Like, during the opening sequence, the during the fight and the whole, like, put the pin in the landmine thing, you know, let's put a pin in this. And, um, <laughs> but it's like, he's got his name tag and it says Johnny, Johnny Barrows on right. it. Mm-hmm. It, I don't know why it would say mean, except unless like, I'm just saying like there was a <laughs> perfect quote. There was a perfect chance for you to like zoom in on that, see his name tag and then like freeze frame, throw the mean on there. And like, that's your fucking title card. Yeah. Like I love good use of in movie title cards. Like as long as it's not just like, look, I'm suddenly pulling out the title card. Huh? Mm-hmm. You know, like that's <laughs> oh, hard you know, ticket to Hawaii. Yeah. <laughs> Write it on all the crates. Sure. Yeah. But yeah, I just, I, I'm, I'm a huge fan of doing that and doing that well. And he had a perfect opportunity to do it there. Um, I get why he waited for the opening credits until after that scene, but it was, it, that was a great chance. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah, I just, I, I just, I just appreciate what he's doing. Even if he's not succeeding in all these, I mean, even trying match cuts in a black exploitation movie or, or whatever this is. You, I mean, it's it is because a it's crime him. Drama. You know, I, I mean, I would go as far as to say it's not, it's kind really of not. a black exploitation movie. I mean, other than the, the, the blatant racism and like, you know, having to overcome that and all of that, stuff like you know the racist cops kind of put this in really just a mob movie but i mean like it's but racism is what puts sets the wheels in motion i mean because it gets him kicked out of the army it probably got him kicked out of college because you know i'm sure it was somebody's like you know white daughter or whatever whatever bullshit you know thing i mean it's just implied of like you know it's you know because why would sleeping with a a lady get you kicked out of college otherwise you know it's a white Exactly. That's what I'm saying. It's implied. I mean, the fact that he's immediately hot for Nancy. I mean, besides the fact that she's an attractive woman, it's like it. It implies a a type. Yeah. <laughs> you know. So I'm just saying, like the it's racism is what starts the plot, and then you know it it, it pivots from there. You know, sort of to like, do I really want to do this? Like, you know, give up what I stand for to potentially earn money and maybe get what I actually want. And of course, that goes horribly, as the plot summary said. Yes. But yeah, I, I, I liked it. Cool. Well, let's take a break, shall we? Okie dokie. Second half. Second half. Um, so I think I watched the newest movie. You may have watched the only movie. Oh, okay. Um, no movies ever. Just one. What? All right. Let me let me back up just half a second before I reveal what the movie is and just give you a disclaimer that uh, I knew basically nothing about this movie other than like a couple posters and I think I saw a brief like thing on TV in the background. Um, this is a movie that I felt was wildly missold. <laughs> okay. Wildly missold. Yeah. Uh, I watched, uh, Lucy in the sky, the Natalie Portman, what I thought was going to be a space movie. Right. Is it about the Beatles instead? No. Uh, no. It's... Is it about the Beatles in space? It's not. Okay. Um, do you remember, uh, 10 years ago? A little more than that, I think. I, th- I looked it up. I think it was like around 2007. Mm-hmm. Do you remember the story 
about astronaut lady doing a crazy thing like driving yes. across the country. Oh yes. yeah, we're the, the diaper wearing lady. That's what it's about. <laughs> it's not exactly okay. about her. It's I know that diaper lady. <laughs> it's uh, yeah. It's not directly like we got the rights to tell this story. It is basically highly inspired by that. Mm-hmm. Hmm. So okay. while it begins the movie as a space movie it very quickly becomes a not space movie at all yeah the the trailer is highly deceptive (laughs) yeah and okay so again i uh, a lot of times the less i know about a movie the better i feel like in this case if i'd done a tiny amount of research i might have been more in the right mind frame for this movie Mm -hmm. um well, if you're if you're going in for a space movie and instead you get crazy diaper lady movie, then yeah, yeah. diapers weren't mentioned, and actually well, that's been oh. disputed about whether the real person did that or not. Right. Anyway, but I don't think it's a bad movie. I just think it was a thing that like I was not prepared for, and even knowing who directed the movie, I might have been more prepared for it. It's it's Noah Hawley, I believe is how you say his mm-hmm. name. Right. Um, this is the first thing he's directed, but he's the producer on Legion and. Something else about Fargo. crazy people. Fargo. Yeah. I mean, there's a lot of weird shit in Fargo, like a lot of crazy people. Um, but mm-hmm. yeah, th- this is basically like a let's watch somebody go crazy movie. Um, and I, I, I didn't know that. <laughs> um, I was expecting a space movie. I was like, I like, the, like there was a point where, you know, the movie does a lot of time jumpy stuff going all over the place. And, you know, you, you never know if you're watching fact or fiction from to, from point to point or if you're watching something you didn't see from another point because like suddenly it'll just cut to she's in space again and it's like well is this from your actual mission that you went on or are you imagining like going on another one or what's happening right now and <laughs> it's just very weird um i like i said i don't necessarily think it's bad it's just it's a it's a especially strange movie because it's like someone said you know you know what's been wrong with like movies about crazy people is making them coherent, not crazy in and of themselves in the movie. Because like the only the first thing that came to mind, and, and it's not plot some uh, plot wise, it's not exactly the same. But I I kept thinking of Monster, the Charlize Theron movie from a number of years back about mm-hmm. crazy lady, blah blah blah. You know, and that's that's a very paint by numbers like that movie's strength is based on like her performance more or less like otherwise like that is a a very straightforward like telling of a story that I think maybe was based somewhat on a real person too I think Um, you know so it's like everything about that is conventional except like you know she turns in a good performance and it's like okay now this is a thing we're talking about this is like well we're going to make the movie interesting we're going to make Natalie Portman like barely act in a lot of scenes like she like one of her character traits is like just how unbelievably stoic she is Mm -hmm. you know so it's like you've just got her mostly just like not being phased by stuff. sort of very similar to brad pitt and ad astra where it's just like why did you hire this person who is very good at emoting and delivering uh emotions via their facial expressions and body expressions you know and then just make them like be in dire situations where their heart rate doesn't go above 80 you know it's just like Mm -hmm. if you're just fucking calm as a cucumber all the way why did you hire this uh, great actor you know that's it's just a weird thing to me. Um, yeah, I don't know. It's a trippy ass movie. And, and I mean, I kind of don't want to say anything else in case you do decide to watch it. Just just know it's not a fucking space movie. That's the thing. Like, I don't think it would have ruined anything to just be like, hey, remember, you know, crazy diaper wearing astronaut lady driving cross country. 
this is kind of based on that. I'd be like, okay, that's enough. That, <laughs> like, tell me that, and then I will be prepared for what is about to happen. Instead okay. of like expecting Gravity Two or something, you know, like, you know, I, I mean, honestly, I thought it was like it was going to be a like space drama. Like, what happened? I was like, the, the movie begins and she's in space, and I'm like, yeah, all right, when, when's the shit go wrong? Like, space is trying to kill you. You know, we know this. Like, yeah, yeah, yeah. it's impossible to live in space. Yeah, right. So I was just waiting for that, and it, it never came. Hmm. Shit goes wrong on Earth. So. I can't tell. Do you recommend this movie? <laughs> I mean, I think it's worth checking out. I mean, I, I'll be honest. Like, I watched a little bit of Fargo, and at the time, it just it wasn't grabbing me. And it was like it was one of those things. Like, I was watching it. And I was like, I I think I should be liking this more than I am. And it's sort of like Breaking Bad. The times I've decided not to watch it, I was like, I've heard too many good things about this to just watch this and not being enjoying it. You know, due to headspace or whatever. Um, so I just I kind of bailed on Fargo and haven't watched a minute of Legion, despite again mm-hmm. people telling me I should watch Legion. Um, so I just think I was wildly unprepared for this movie. Um, I also don't know if it's like something I want to go back to either. Like, I don't know that there was enough going on. Like there's mm-hmm. some trippy, interesting sequences. And yes, the Beatles song does come up at some point in time, besides the fact that of her course. name is Lucy. Um, weird. Yeah. But I mean, it's got a, it's got a cast like John Hams in it and like some other people like, you know, it's like there, there are people you're like, Oh, Hey, you're in this like Zazzy beats is in it. And, you know, like things I I didn't I know shit about this movie. I saw Natalie Portman in a spacesuit and was like, "Fuck yeah, a space movie. Let's do this." The trailer's so not that. Yeah, I know. <laughs> <laughs> the trailer is like she's in space, and then maybe she has a problem with not being in space anymore. Yeah, I mean that's that's yeah that's kind of like the supposed to be the crux of like why she's driven insane is mm. like the desire to like space was the only thing that mattered and get me back to space, please. Just put yeah. me in space. Mm, yeah. <laughs> Put me in space. So she's like that. Um, is it Portal Two? The uh, personality module mm-hmm. from Portal sure. Two. Yeah, pretty, pretty much. Yeah. Space. 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 Yeah, man. Yeah, I don't know. Put me I, in space. I mean, send me out the yeah, airlock. Watch it. Watch it at your own. I'm just. I, I just. <laughs> I was just trying to put it out there, like say, like just know what you're getting into. Like I, like I said, I'm generally all about going in blind, but don't show me something about the movie and then like it just be totally different it's sort of like it's sort of like i think i might have enjoyed cold pursuit more if someone had just said hey if you're expecting taken in the snow don't like it's it's kind of wacky and sort of a comedy and (laughs) and i'd be like oh okay and then i probably would have enjoyed cold pursuit more Mm -hmm. (laughs) like that's it they just like hey warn you like it's not taken in snow um, do you, you want me to go? I got another movie. This might spark a discussion. And sure, keep, mm. at least one other person saw it, and I think uh, maybe really liked it. Uh, I watched The Dead Don't Die. Oh, really? Yeah. Uh, I told you you weren't going to go nuts over it. Well, no, I. <laughs> like, yeah, yeah. I don't know. I mean, yeah, that I get is, it. That is a weird movie, and like, yeah, I don't know. I really don't. Like there are things, there are aspects of it I think are brilliant and wonderful. Like, like Tilda Swinton in that movie, mm-hmm. what she's doing is great, and it feels like a, from a completely different movie from a completely different director. Yep. And I just don't know overall. Like it's, it's so yeah. not, not even glib. Glib's not the right word. I mean, maybe a little bit. It's just it's it's, it's laconic. Just yeah, they're just like I don't know, like yeah, this sucks, I guess. Well, yeah, I mean it's just so slacker mentality that's like yep. it's a little over the top of that, like meh, whatever. 
thing. Yeah. I don't know. I mean, sure. Obviously, and it ends badly. Yeah. They do warn you that a couple of times. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah. I don't know. It, yeah. I, I totally agree with you're, what you're saying. Like I, I would watch more adventures of Adam driver and Bill Murray, the cops driving mm-hmm. around. Um, yeah. Yeah. I mean, I, there's just things about it. Like I, I, there's things about it. Like I don't understand if they have a meaning or not. I think that's what bothers me the most about it. Yes. And, and I just don't know if it's like juxtaposition of, of jokes, like the cars that, that they drive, like mm-hmm. that I'm driver and Chloe's seven. Yeah. You drive. It's like, I don't know if that's like supposed to be like a joke or something. <laughs> yeah. Putting Adam driver in a smart car is obviously a joke. Sure. 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 Yeah. I don't know. It's, it's a, a weird one. I, I, I can't explain why I love it, but oh, okay. I, it's I mean, I, totally on my wavelength. I, I have ones like that. I mean, yeah. Yeah, I just don't. Uh, I don't know how I feel about that one yet. I, I think I really like earlier ones of his movies better. Like I, I feel like the the laid backness. Like as much as I, I mean, I've I think I've shit a plenty on Johnny Depp over the years. Like Dead Man, I really like. Like that's mm-hmm. I feel like one of the last times he actually fucking acted in a movie. You know, like didn't yeah, just like just like put on makeup and like do a thing. You know, I feel like that's one of the last times we saw like Johnny Depp the actor before besides Johnny Depp the fucking character actor. You know, I, I mm-hmm. but yeah, I mean, like that's that is a movie that is is very wildly divisive. And as I recall, another one that was wildly missold to a lot of people because it was in that realm of like Johnny Depp heartthrob. Now it's he's in a black and white cowboy movie. Mm-hmm. It's like, whoa, hold your horses. Yeah, not and, so much. Yeah, <laughs> like this is very weird and dreamlike. Oh, backing up one second only because I want to talk about Dreamlike. I will say, Loosing the Sky very quickly was like, I was getting also getting Tree of Life vibes because it's a whole lot of like long, like, like long takes and just like staring at space or trees or whatever. And like sometimes conversations happening from another scene still while mm-hmm. you're watching this other thing. So it, it, if that kind of editing is your thing, you might like that too. But mm-hmm. yeah, I don't know. Dead Don't Die. I just, I would actually watch it again. Like I, I, I didn't watch it in like the the best scenario. Like it was one I rented and like ended up watching on my iPad, like on the go. Mm-hmm. So I mean, that's not usually my preferred movie viewing experience. So yeah. I just, yeah, like I, I it got interrupted a couple times and you know back up and try to try to follow along. But it's it's definitely one I I think I need to give another shot because mm-hmm. I didn't I didn't dislike it. It's just it's a lot to take in. I think in in one viewing. Just, I get it. Yeah. Like I said, I, I, had, I knew I'd had to put a huge disclaimer on that when I sure, said that was my sure. favorite of the year because it's like just for me. <laughs> nobody <laughs> nobody else feels that way about that movie the way I do. So, But yeah, I think that's that's what I've watched. I, I'm, I'm watching a show, but I'm going to wait till I'm done to talk about the whole season. Mm. Well, speaking of uh, being done with a show, mm. um, I finished The Chilling Adventures of Sabrina. I hate that show. <laughs> And I love that show. It is awful, and it's wonderful. <laughs> I am, at the same time, every extreme on that show, with the exception of one thing, which is there's some there's some really damn fine acting going on in that show. The uh, guy who plays Father Blackwood is always one hundred percent in his role, um, which is really good. And there's I don't remember at this point if it was late second season or early third season, but there's a point where Kiernan Shipka, there's a point yep. where Kiernan Shipka is doing 
two different things and she actually like it's the first time i realized that she's acting for sabrina mm-hmm. because it just kind of seemed like a, a very natural like what she was how she was portraying sabrina seemed like super easy for her and maybe that's you know not too much of a stretch stretch for her to act in that way um but then she sort of turns on a completely different thing at one point in the in the season and i was like oh holy shit she's been acting the whole time and she's acting now as well and that's pretty damn good like well done and uh ambrose one of the the cousin um i fucking love his portrayal of this character and the way he speaks is always this bizarre sort of melange of exasperated and manic and like depressed and excited at the same time it's just a very it's like he's always somewhat pained and exasperated and stupefied um all at once um and his accent is really delicious for lack of a better word like it's just really nice to hear but yeah i i there are points in time watching watching chilling adventures of sabrina where i'm like i this is the dumbest trash I have ever fucking seen. I cannot wait to see the next episode. Sounds great. It's <laughs> it's so weird. And I know it's like like it's sort of like young adult fiction, you know, mm-hmm. that probably shouldn't appeal to me because I'm a 37-year-old man. But in, I find in my, a row? Yeah. I find myself charmed by it, you know? It's I mean it's, that, yeah. I mean that. it works. Riverdale was that for me, where I was just like simultaneously ashamed that I was mowing through it, and also just wanting to mow through it. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. It was that true definition of guilty pleasure show of like I shouldn't be enjoying this, but fucking give me more. Yeah. And then that fucking musical episode. <sighs> I've so the trailer or teaser or whatever it was that they put out for season three of Sabrina, mm-hmm. that like Queen of Hell thing. I was like. What the fuck direction are they going to go with this season? This is going to suck if it's all this. If it's like this, it's going to be terrible. I'm going to quit two episodes in. Obviously did not. Um, There are a few quasi-musical scenes in it that really don't work, Mm -hmm. though. Like, that's part of the actual trash of the show is (laughs) there are... So they didn't hire any better songwriters than they had for Riverdale is what you're saying. Because that was the other big thing is, like, all the songs fucking sucked ass, too. They had a like, a like maybe one or two originals that mm-hmm. were fine. Yeah. They weren't great, but they weren't bad. The bad part is the sound mixing. So there's a there are at least two separate scenes where uh, some of the characters have started a garage band, and um, they're playing a song that you've heard before. I don't even remember what they are, but there are two songs that you've heard before. And not only are they kind of crappy versions i think one is one is my sharona i think but the the sound mixing is so very odd it sounds like a it sounds like a flat studio recording just laid on top of a a live action scene Mm. it doesn't have any um any roominess to it it doesn't sound like they're playing actual instruments in a garage it sounds like very crisp clean recordings and every Every musical scene they have is like that. Like the voices sound disconnected from oh, from the scenes. Yeah. No, I get that. Yeah, and that's that really takes me 
right out of a right out of a scene when they do that. But other than that, it's it's absolute shit, and I love it. <laughs> but I hate it, and it's the best. <laughs> well, I, I thought of one other thing that uh, I should probably mention, and I will preface this with that that I absolutely am going to remain spoiler free. But since we last casted, the good place has ended. Yes, I um, am a few episodes into that. Uh, just from the beginning? No, from oh. uh, season four. Oh, okay, like, okay, yeah. okay. Because um, I know these two have not watched it at all. I don't nope. think nope. so. Um, I I just want to comment that uh, I I don't say this lightly, but it it is definitely entered into my list of best television shows of all time. Um, and and I know that's a I'm I am the king of saying don't overhype a thing. Uh, especially to someone that hasn't seen it, but like the other things that I think of that are in, in my list of favorite shows uh, are for they've all had like ups and downs. Like they've they've like I love Battlestar Galactica, the Ron Moore version. That is an uneven show. I mean, a lot of people really hate the ending. A lot of people hate what they did just before the ending. You know, there's there are things that you can point to and say like, eh, well, mm, drop the ball a little bit on that. Even Deep Space Nine, like, again, I think it's just a Ron Moore thing. Like, first season, mostly crap. After that, it's like, well, we're mostly working toward an end game. We have a plan in mind for the whole show. Mm-hmm. Ending is still kind of like, oh, all right. Okay. I love Buffy and Angel. There are lots of uneven episodes and or mm-hmm. things happening in those. This, like, I can just say fairly unequivocally, like, I think this is a damn near perfect show start to finish. I just think that, like, I don't if there is even like a slightly down episode, it's like, it's still better than most sitcom things should ever, ever want to be, you know? Um, and it's all, it is all one story. Like they, they never really do like that. Uh, well, we just got to switch things up and do a side story episode. Everything is in service of the main story. And there's like, it's just like they had the whole four seasons written out at the beginning or something, or at least a damn good outline. Um, I just, it's 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 marvelous, and I they like nailed the ending, stuck the landing, whatever you want to say. <laughs> it's just I, I I adored it, start to finish. I appreciate that the internet has not ruined it for me. Mm-hmm. Uh, most people have just said, "Yeah, that's that's an ending I'm happy with," and yep. I was like, oh, "Well, holy shit, good job, Michael Schur and company." Mm-hmm. Yeah. I mean, not that I don't expect you know Michael Schur to do well. It's just. TV shows generally don't end very well. Yeah. Very few shows pull it off even when they decide their end point. Right. You know. And did they, did Good Place get canceled or no, they, they just decided to they end said, it? They said, here's where yeah. we're this going. This was with a it. British style, you know, gotcha. self ending, like when the story is done and not, no, but no, not listening to anybody about we need more episodes or seasons or stretch mm-hmm. it or. That's good. That's I, a, I think it was just like, it was sort of like, well, you, you nailed it on Parks and Rec. Brooklyn 99 people like that this was just like here's your carte blanche like do what you want like mm-hmm. as much as you will give us we will buy a show gotcha <laughs> yeah. mm-hmm. and I hope that I hope things like go in that direction more you know like I'm you know I'm sad and happy that like there's not going to be any more Watchmen I mean you know say what you will about yeah. Damon Lindelof and all of his various things that he's ever done but it's like you know I respect that it's like let's not change creators and just keep going because money I, I think shows need to be more in the hands of the creators, you know, for good or bad, you know, let, yeah. let the results speak for themselves and like stop network meddling. And well, in general, stop trying to like grind every penny out of every single, you know, 
piece of intellectual property on the planet. Yeah. Well, what's happened is Netflix changed everything in that all the other shows had to reach 100. You had to reach 100 so you could be syndicated mm-hmm. and run for whatever. Right. And that's why shows just kept going. Because once they had that, it's like, oh, well, you got to keep got to keep the syndication stuff, got to keep doing that. And now it's like, nobody fucking needs that. Right. Like, you know, if people are going to watch a show, they're going to go on Netflix and find it. They're going to yeah. go on Amazon Prime and find it. They're going to, you know, watch it on Hulu, wherever. You know, there's plenty of places and it doesn't matter how many episodes there are. Most people are like, oh, good. This show's only 25 episodes total. F- fucking sweet. I'm going to watch that. Mm-hmm. You know, whereas like, you know, if I ever want to do watch, rewatch X-Files, it's like, all right, there's like 190 episodes. I don't think so. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, good place. Like if it, if you count the last one as a two-parter, which I guess, you know, was a double long episode, it would probably be split up at some point. But I mean, if you count that as two, then it's 53 episodes, 52 really. But, you know, like I said, that's just. And they're fairly short episodes too. Yeah, it's a half hour show. So yeah, Mm -hmm. I I mean, yeah, it's just. I've never watched it on like normal television. Mm -hmm. So it never, never really occurred to me how long it was or wasn't. Well, I mean, every episode has a chapter number. It says chapter whatever, like an ongoing thing. Yeah, and I just like I remember like when I knew that this the season was wrapping up and I was like, are they going to end it on 50? Like just some nice round number, you know, because mm-hmm. it but then I was like, no, there's still several more episodes left and just thought it was odd to end at like such a strange number. Hmm. But that's the number of uh, the number that took it to get there. Mm-hmm. So, yeah, yeah, I, like I said, I don't want to overhype it, but I, I adore that show. So, yeah, <laughs> I really like it, too. I'd kind of fallen off. Um, and when I finished Sabrina, I was like, oh yeah, nice. I get to watch the good place. Now I get to watch the last season. I haven't seen any of it. Yeah. And Brooklyn nine, nine's back now too. Yep. Nine, 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 nine. I think I'm behind a season on that as well. So I got some catching up to do on the good shows, <laughs> but as far as, um, television, I guess you could say that we're in a good place. It. <laughs> All right, so contact information. This would be a good place for you to give us contact information. <laughs> a good place to go if you want to get in contact with us oh is God. bmfcast.com, which is uh, http colon forward slash forward slash bmfcast.com. Um, www. No, he yelled, Harlow yelled at me for saying the WWs. You can put the Ws if you want to. Oh, no, you can put no, whatever subdomain no. you want on there. It's still going to take you the whole page. Dubs, dubs, dubs. I'm not going to put them in there because you got okay. mad at me. Um, yeah. yeah, go to go to bamfcast.com. Uh, check the right-hand rail. That's going to have all your buttons to take you to all of our socials. If you want to just get in direct contact with us, you can email us, bmf at bmfcast.com. Or you can call us on the Garfield phone, 9105-JOCKS-BMF or 910-556-9263. Also... The best things in life are not free. It costs us money to give this show to you uh, in Indeed. hosting fees and equipment. And I felt like a rhyme was coming. Oh. You, were, you were doing a cadence. Like, yeah, there was yeah. cadence, but no rhyme. The best things in life aren't free. And, you know, I was waiting for a, to give it to thee or something. Yeah, no, no, yeah, it wasn't right. going to happen. I had a I had a plan. Okay. And now you've interrupted me. Good. Yeah. Um, <laughs> so... <laughs> Anyway, uh, it costs us money to uh, do what we do, and if you would like to help us out, uh, help us defray the cost a little bit, you can go to patreon.com slash bmfcast, and uh, in return for your small, small donation every month, uh, anywhere from $1 up to as many dollars as you could reasonably afford or steal from a bank every month, uh, you will get a 
load of content, uh, which will delight your ears and your mind at the same time, Mm -hmm. and possibly your heart. So give it a shot. Patreon.com slash Bamfcast. Well said. Yep. Well, let's get out of here, shall we? Yes. I'm Harlow. I'm Mackie. I'm BJ. I'm Chuck. And this is Bamfcast out. (laughs) 